welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League podcast. My name is Wabbits, your host, and joining me today, as always, are the two beautiful co-hosts that I have sitting right next to me in the not-internet era. Um, Combo. Hello, hello. And Lazira. Wait, sitting next to you in the not-what? If it wasn't the internet era, you would be sitting next to me, but it's the internet era, so you're sitting next to me through the internet. What are we, 96 (laughs) right now? Jeez. Yes. (laughs) We're one year before my birth year. Are you feeling old yet? <laughs> I don't know. I was alive. It's a good time. It was a crazy time. Speaking of the internet era, that's actually why I said it. Um, this is my little announcement that I've been waiting to tell you for like a week, pretty much. Um, the reason that I've been hecka busy, and Lazio knows this, um, and so does Combo, actually. But the reason I've been so busy is because I've been applying for a master's and... You know, um, and you may be surprised that I'm applying for a master's in what is it like July? Um, and this is going to be for next year, which is kind of insane, which is why everything is so last minute. Um, but I'm also applying for a master's in philosophy and not physics, which is the crazy thing. And that's why everything's last minute, because I have to read like a hundred page document in a weekend instead of having pretty much a month to make up for that. So that's that's been my life. Oh, please, like if, if you were in any of the social sciences, you'd be reading 100-page documents every day, all right? True, but that, I'm not that, used like, to that. That like, that, like, crazy skim, you know what I mean? Literally weed out all the stuff that's unnecessary and get to the point, so we get really good. <laughs> that's actually super fair, and I've kind of found that I'm doing that through you this You need to. No, like, literally, you will not survive if you have, like, 500 pages to weed per week. You will not survive if you're... Act, actually reading every single page i'm gonna tell you this right now yep. <laughs> and i totally believe that and the thing with this one is that i absolutely love it because it's heisenberg's um physics and philosophy which is like it's such a specific thing that nobody can follow nowadays but i'm in the very unique scenario where i know a lot about physics and i know a lot about philosophy so i can actually follow everything well, that's being smart. said here did you choose the text because that's a smart choice I did not choose the text. It was chosen by my uh, uh, by my professor oh, to sense, to try and convince the other professors that physics is a good degree to get a master's in philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm basically writing a page to convince uh, people who probably don't want me to be there that I deserve to be there because physics is pretty much pseudo and applied philosophy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's been my week. What about you guys? <laughs> Have you had a week? I'm a week. Um, <laughs> I, I've been I've been okay. I, I'm like very very swamped in like work work right now. So uh, mm-hmm. has been and then funnily enough, my like uh, uh, what's the oh, I can't think of the word, but like the thing hurting my uh, even chances of being slightly productive is I recently got back got into Terraria. Uh, oh. So uh, I literally had never played in my entire life up until like last week um so i and now i've dumped a gross amount of time into the game uh so and i'm like so for context i'm the type of person who like will research everything about a game before i play it so that i can like be good all right and which is like just (laughs) an objectively a bad way to play games like like that is not uh how most games should be played and like some games i've been pretty good for like wanting to to go in blind and all kind of stuff but i like absolutely forced myself to go in blind to terraria and it has been a blast like it's been really really because like every time you turn a a corner in a cave i'm i'll literally yell like what is that like what is in front of me (laughs) like every single time and so it's been a lot of fun and so uh, i just uh 
just got into hard mode as of yesterday, which is nice. So uh, going to be playing around with some of that stuff and been playing around with some build, building in the, in the background. So, yeah, it's been nice. But yeah, it's literally my entire life recently. And it's nice that like guys like Jaren stuff who tend to like want to play games a lot are on vacation because it's literally my life right now is like work for most of the day and then play Terraria for the rest of the day. And that's about <laughs> it. So uh, it's been it's been pretty nice. That is actually perfect because I also just got Terraria and I was oh, nice. planning on uh, opening it up over the weekend. And then my professor called me back and I was like, oh, I'd have zero time. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had a chance, but I'm so excited to get into it. Yeah, it's fun. I've, I've been enjoying it. Me and uh, one of my like old buddies uh, have been playing quite a bit. Same thing. He's never played in his life. And so we both went in pretty blind and have been uh, grinding it pretty well. So even this morning, we I took a bit of a break from work and uh, we were we started a new world um just for building purposes only basically like well and because one of the this is a kind of crazy thing to me you know how in most game almost every game that it has progression on the planet um and like minecraft can be the example of this of that when mm-hmm. you go to a new world or maybe join a friend or do something like that you get a new character because it's a new, whole new realm that you're in the thing that kind of rattles me with terraria is that it's the it's encouraged to bring your characters from other worlds to new worlds so that you can grind oh. different things, which was like to- totally, totally new to me and very weird. So like, like my, my buddy and I who have now beat the base game and now we're into hard mode, which is kind of like new game plus um, are now like pretty kitted out. And like where we are, like it's, it's pretty cool how the progression works. Like we're plebs now in our actual world, because as soon as you go into hard mode, like your gear is trash basically compared to what you have uh, and like what you have to fight. And so now we go back to a, a new world where we want to build and we just one hit everything, like every boss, like everything we one hit. Uh, and so it's weird. Cause like most games obviously discourage that. Cause you don't, like then like why are you playing like what's the fun but the fun is is that then we can bring supplies from like hell let's say in our main world to this new world and build in like relative peace with like these new items and stuff like that which is pretty cool um so yeah such a like an interesting game mechanic that i had like never experienced in my life and have been having a lot of fun with so i just finished building like a tavern and and hotel and shit like that uh, recently so it's pretty cool so yeah that's been me cool i kind of like that i'm i'm excited to to join you there uh, <laughs> what about you, Lazira? Um, I so the uh, the Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion past the, the Isle of Armor, the first one has uh, has been released. Um, so mm-hmm. it's it's nice to have another excuse to go back into Pokemon every every so often. Um, there's definitely it's like it's I feel like Pokemon has gone. It's my uh, what is it? What's that really popular game right now? Uh, and Animal Farm? <laughs> no, is that the right one? Uh, Animal Crossing. Animal, Animal Crossing. Animal yeah. Crossing. That's it. That's it. It's that like that is that is the lethargic feeling I get when I play <laughs> Pokemon. It's like I don't want to think. I just kind of want to be in a world with with lots of I don't know very bright stuff. <laughs> that's that's essentially what how I take Pokemon nowadays. Um, but but. Listen, this is a little bit of side tangent, but I feel like <laughs> once you beat the full game, they should just have the national decks. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Mm. I don't need the national decks when you play because like the reason I mean, okay, let me give me the reasoning they give and then the real reasoning why they don't have the national. Decks, right? <laughs> so sure. the reasoning they give is like, oh, we don't we don't like we want to like start getting new Pokemon. We don't want it to get messy. You know what I mean? Like like we don't want to have like all these other Pokemon that kind of mess with the I guess balance structure and kind of how you want to progress to the game, which I totally get. So I'm saying I feel like the national decks should be at the end, and that would that would 
Like once you've completed everything in the game, then you get a national dex. And I think that's fine because it's not like there's no know, more progression. You don't need the. Yeah, yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not like you're throwing in Pokemon. If anything, just don't allow Pokemon transfers from other games until you beat the game. That's also a thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the real reason is because they essentially want you to keep Pokemon home. Let's be honest here, right? True. <laughs> uh, so it is what it is. But it is annoying that I literally at some point I want to just kind of throw and see like how many Pokemon I have. And it's just not the same feeling. It's, it's, it's different when you have it, when you take the, like you actually have them in a game as opposed to like in this Pokebank thing that's kind of like, ugh, I don't know, it's meh. Um, but I also want to say I, I did successfully catch all the first three gens, so I think I'm good, like, nice. for life. Wait, like, <laughs> in the past, in your previous Like, I have them, in, po- I have them yeah. In, yeah, in Pokemon Home. So okay. I, like I'm good. I'm just like I, I have no more Pokemon. I feel like I need to catch. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the important ones. So I got Mew, perfect. dude. I got Mew. So Ooh, like, what are you gonna? Okay, I have okay. multiple Mews. All right, in the official, not some like hack, you know, illegal way. I got all the Mews. All right. Okay. I I so, sold a Mew for an Eevee once because I thought it was funny. That's how many Mews I had. All right. Wow. All right. <laughs> That's impressive. Okay, I like that. Um, but that's, speaking of that's you, that, that's that, uh, you know, that's that big energy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, but speaking of Mew, I don't know if either of you saw this and I also only, I think this is basically just headline information. So take it with mm-hmm. a major grain of salt. Um, but apparently you have to pay for Mew. Like Mew is blocked by a paywall in, uh, some new Pokemon stuff hmm. and there's no other way to get it. Um, you can't like transfer. You can't do anything with it. It's just like paywall. Is it you right now? <laughs> interesting, because like I got it. I got it back when they had a whole bunch of events. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, like there was was it the twentieth anniversary? But there was like a, a monthly thing. You could either like you either got the thing online or the code online, or you got mm-hmm. uh, went into EB Games, which is yep. I guess GameStop for the american listeners um and you you literally went in and you got the code every every month or so for for 12 months so mm-hmm. i did that and that's how i got the first one but then i had like anyway so i don't know about that paywall thing you're talking about but i i have it i have muse <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I cut myself off because i could like keep talking about this for another 10 minutes <laughs> i like that it's doing my job for me and it's super nice because i'm terrible at doing it so Getting into Rock League things, I just wanted to mention that Mew Paywall because it was really disgusting. Um, but <laughs> Rock League things do an actual podcast. Um, so for our announcements, we have you know some coaching opportunities available. Um, still yeah, some stuff. I, I want to add this because like I feel like we haven't talked about it for for a month now. Uh, mm-hmm. But Elias and Wabbits both have coaching available on the website. They're great. Yeah, so if you want some coaching, uh, definitely go check that out feel free to go and grab those that is asapweekly.com by the way we have a website (laughs) we have a website uh so that's that and then the second announcement is the rocket league announcement there is a fifth anniversary uh event happening where um so for this upcoming week as of i think today yes as of today uh which is uh june 30th uh, we have Spike Rush for a week, and then the week after that is 2v2 Heat Seeker. 
which is kind of cool. And then that's it. Um, there's some interesting <laughs> items that you can get, you know, basic, uh, basic events that have some items. You get your, your random, um, gold currency. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your balloons for currency. Yeah. But your gold legs, the, the, the CC one through CC four crates mm-hmm. that drop items. What, what, when was the last event? Do you guys remember what it was? Jeez, man. Uh, well, I, like, Chinese Easter New Year? Oh, maybe Chinese New Year, yeah. Was that before or after Easter? I don't even remember now. I think it was before Easter, but was Easter an did event? Did we do an Easter one? I don't even know if we did. I don't think we I think had might be right. I think event. it might be Chinese New Year, yeah. Which is like, isn't that like February? It's been a yeah, while. a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Holy. I, to be fair to them, the, the whole... <laughs> You know, look at February till now. It's been, uh, yeah. I'm sure it's been True. a trip. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't been easy for anyone. It's been weird to get back to things. So, you know, at the very least, we're getting back to it. Um, more more items for people. People like items. That's kind of cool. I, I like two of the items in this thing. The Sunrise Wheels are absolutely beautiful, in my opinion. And uh, the Vaporwave Remix or, or Boost is pretty cool. So I like two items. Do they have... So that's pretty good. <laughs> Do they have the? It's like the. It's a not a kazoo, but the thing that where you like blow out and like right oh, for like celebration. Um, Isn't there a boost for that that they made as there? well? I don't know. Oh. I saw on their Instagram that they, like that's what they said. It was like time to celebrate, and it was a car driving around. It was like the like horn thing kept coming out of the back. Uh, and so I don't know if that's, that's a boost or not. But uh, I will use it. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> that sounds like it'd like, be really fun for like one game, and then you would just just realize how much boost you use and never use it again. They have a party horn, yeah. They have a party horn. Boost. That's what it is. Cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing. I'll just keep going with that. <laughs> oh god, that sounds terrible. Um, I will say, I really like the sunrise wheels. Yes, I, I love those. These those are, are way beautiful. better than the other sunrise wheels. I actually love the other sunrise wheels as well. Really? Like these ones are, were those yeah. the retro ones with like the blue they lines? Were the retro yeah. Ones. See, I use I use those on my uh, my first alt for a while because I didn't have any other wheels and they're just bright and pretty kind of thing. I like them. Yeah. <laughs> I use them with a couple of my my cars and like they fit perfectly and I actually base the cars around those wheels because you know they're sick in my opinion Um, but these ones are a little bit more more toned down a little bit more accessible for everyone so you can take it (laughs) it's not the sunset wheels it's the sunrise wheels everybody knows the sunrises are nicer to look at Uh, so yeah, that's what's happening. That's that'll be going on for three weeks, uh, beginning or first half of uh, of July, which is kind of cool. If you want to be playing games, it'll be fun. Uh, Spike Rush is amazing, and two v two Heatseeker, I'm kind of excited to try out because you know there was a lot of discussion about it, whether can, it's going to be good or bad. <laughs> can I just say here, and I, I want to ask Combo on this. Mm-hmm. How how do you defend the up? Okay, so. I can I can get a guy when they're going up the wall in spike rush, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can even get them before they get the wall. I sometimes even like once they hit that ceiling before they jump down, I can sometimes get them. But the moment they are in the air and they have that flip and they're like spinning around ridiculously and then they do a flip, like I don't even know how to defend that dude. <laughs> It, that's gg at that point like you, you already i think you answered your own question of that the and like literally when i play with people like that's what i've quote unquote coached mm-hmm. i'm not going to coach bike rush but what i tell them to do uh it's just don't let anyone get air, air at any point like the because the second that's exactly it of like whenever the people i played with they're like wow like how, how do you keep scoring all these nice goals and stuff i was like because you literally let me drive up the ceiling and there's like 
pros will not stop it because two things one obviously you're at the like offenseman's whim right of like he can choose to flick at absolutely any time throughout the entire thing and you never know when and you likely have to pre-jump it right and try to get in I there think, which is i think literally committed. everyone on your team has to pre-jump at literally times. to cover as much net you got it that, that's exactly what it, normally like when when we we're playing and we we're like trying to get kind of good back when like spike rush was one of the limited modes we would always say two up and one net every single time if someone did manage to get up into the air um, but generally we'd say two up because whoever was in net would be the first to go up a rotator would come into net and then the person who's playing cutoff is going to follow them all the way up the wall all the way off the ceiling and see if they can catch up to them like off the ceiling right and like i love doing that that was always fun like trying to like pickpocket them on the way down um but no you you like you already said it. it's literally the getting them before they start that flip is the most important part um uh, because like i said it's already very hard but also the i'm sure people have seen it it's all so so janky when the ball comes off and uh, at all in spikes like it's impossible to actually know how it's going to come off because sometimes it pops sometimes it's just like and like falls off like it's all over the place like you literally never know uh so it's yeah always 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 if you actually want to defend that kind of stuff you need to be touching them before they even get on the wall Mm -hmm. that's your little bit of high level spike rush for the day (laughs) pro level spike rush is here we're we're making it a thing um uh yeah i don't know check out if you haven't played rocket league in a little bit but you're uh feeling to come back to something casual do that if you just want a little bit of casual perfect time i don't know it's kind of cool um (laughs) i think that's all that we have for announcements right now so let's move on into our week in rocket league which uh, I'm pretty sure is mainly focused around the last tournament that we had, where it was our tournament. The it was uh, very fun to watch you two bout at the very beginning. <laughs> it was a good time. I First like to stream. say <laughs> that I officially have finally relinquished my undefeated streak in uh, ASAP Weekly True. tournament. That's funny. I held on to it uh, for a total of nine months or so. And, uh, <laughs> Just constantly uh, not losing any games. Well, I'm happy I got to watch the loss. I literally I got to catch that game and some of the second, and that was about it. Uh, unfortunately, I get to watch the rest. But Fair. when I came back and opened the Discord and saw Trident up there, I was like, wow. All right. <laughs> I was very impressed. I just want to say, um, the person who ended Lazero's winning streak, nine-month winning streak, yours truly right now. <laughs> was Oh, I thought you were going to say Trident, because I was about to say it was also the man who uh, ended Lazero's Overwatch career. So, Also what true. The, what, what rank is Trident? Uh, I was going to ask you. Currently Diamond 2. Nice. Good for him, man. Wow. Mm, which the, we are going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely have to get into it, but just, just for backstory's sake, Trident is uh, um, Wabbits and I, former roommate in, uh, mm-hmm. in college, as they say in the States um true <laughs> it's funny like since i started working at a like at a like a technological institute like a, a literal college um i only i more often call them college than university now which is super weird to me because it, it's I, college has always sounded weird my whole life being like a university student uh and yeah now i say like i literally was talking to a, a an old colleague i had at brock and i was like oh yeah so like when you talk to like the college reps and stuff what they say and like it hit me as i said it. i was like Ooh, i was like why am i saying college now so i'm so american now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mm-hmm. um what was i saying I... talking about <laughs> our uh oh, our yeah, yeah, yeah. roommate in college so so i'm joe i mean he didn't actually finish end of my overwatch career but um the the truth is when i took over brock esports any any esports career was kind of done at that point so i think i i would have otherwise been on the overwatch team had i just been focusing on that but uh um 
yeah no i had to i had so much work to do that i like you know and then rock league took over but that's that's a side <laughs> story all right um but but no uh yeah so trident um i think we have to talk about him because he's only been like really playing the game for like he's had the game for a while but he's only really been playing for two months mm-hmm. yep he started at the beginning of summer um and currently in diamond two and we've calculated <laughs> that he plays about 36 hours a week i think is is uh, yeah. our average mm-hmm. i think uh, that's about right <laughs> so for those of you who are saying like oh how do you get there uh dude this 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 man's been grinding it's um, it's a full-time job <laughs> it is a full-time job for him uh that being said i i think the big thing is uh, i was talking to wabbits about this is i need to play with him to because to, it's one thing to play against him mm-hmm. and actually let me let, let's just talk about that game that we played in the beginning it was the first game of the tournament that was being streamed um did you get him at some point to just go for demos and not even rotate no because <laughs> Because there was distinctly like a one or two minute period where you were, it was you and Hunty were doing twos rotations and Cam was just trying to demo us. And I think I it happened naturally, tried. but it was hilarious. So <laughs> what I think probably happened there is he recognized that like, do you remember the score at that point? It was probably relatively even, right? We were, we we're quite close. Uh, both. Yeah. Okay. We might've been up like one, one goal at best, but he was like, okay, so I'm facing, he would have said flash at this point, And, I just want to want to do this. I want to go after him. Why would him. he I'm say dead. Flash? Because he knew me as Lazira before, dude. But we always called you Flash in the house. Everybody called you Flash in the house. This is so confusing. <laughs> I'm my own worst uh, nightmare for continuity. And I keep going. <laughs> True. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I just want to go and demo him right now. <laughs> So I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't get a single demo on anybody else on your team except accidentally, and it was just going for you. <laughs> I I didn't realize this, but I mean I realize like we, we realized it pretty quickly because I know it was probably for him a pretty high level like gameplay in Rocket League specifically. Like I don't think he's probably mm-hmm. played games at that level. Mm-hmm. Um and like I had to readjust my brain because because literally the first minute. Like he just hit the ball. Like there was no hesitation. Mm-hmm. It was just like if I see ball and I can hit it, he hit it, and it worked. Because I was like, it took me a while to be like, oh no, he's just gonna hit the ball. Like there's no other play happening for him right now. No, nope, that's um, exactly it. <laughs> um, but surprisingly, him going for like bumps, it was, it was, it was pressure, dude. Like it was actual. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like at least for that game, at least for what I felt from my side of things is he, whether it was intentional or not, put more pressure on us. Um, I mean, than than I felt you and Hunty were putting on, but it worked in your favors. Cause then you and Hunty would do passing plays and he just, he'd be, he'd be the red <laughs> of the team. You know what I mean? Just, just going in for bumps. Yep. The, the funniest thing, like the most interesting thing that I found with playing with Hunty and, and uh, Trident was that, one, he was amazing at listening to comms. Like, he would just, mm. we would be like, uh, or call out, uh, I mean, try and see your ball, and he'd go for it. Let's be honest, uh, he's been playing pro, pro Overwatch for like true, two yeah, years. True. And uh, those are the most like cancerous comms I've ever heard in the game. <laughs> oh, especially oh, with goodness. some people on our team. Jeez. Yeah, I, oh. Like, I think, I, I don't know if we talked about it on like the podcast or not, but man, when we went to, to Saints Gaming Live and <laughs> had to sit at the same table as the Overwatch team, and all we, 
ever hear is like i don't even know any of the name like i I can't even name one but it's like fury 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 over and over again i wanted to die listening to it and i literally had to spend more time at the tournament reining in the boys than like (laughs) it to not be that mad at the overwatch team than actually playing rocket league wait why would they be mad at the over because they kept hearing them everyone like we were in a a large gymnasium and every single like we were walking we were at the concession stand outside the gym and we could hear the brock team screaming um it was the most frustrating thing i've ever heard but i know and so i literally i had minx explain the whole thing to me as to like how it works and why they do it and like it was very interesting to learn not fun to sit next to at all what what did minx say (laughs) sorry sorry what did minx say uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, but all I know is they use, like, uh, I don't know Overwatch at all, but they had, like, a, like a couple tanks, but mostly DPS. Therefore, it's, like, you, they would find whoever is the weakest on the enemy team, target mm-hmm. them so that every single DPS person would yeah, be targeting yeah, yeah. them okay. to get a quick kill. And so that requires, obviously, very, very quick comms to, like, call who is the lowest <laughs> of health. And so it's all so it is is just screaming it's, names. It's, like, you know, I understand why I do it, but from, like, from from a, I don't know, it, it's like the most easiest of strategies if you like yeah. think of it big picture of like who is low right now or who is out of position and then everyone on the team just yells that person's name like that yeah. is literally your comms like <laughs> it, it is and like for for folks who maybe like don't can't picture what we're talking about what lazero just said is like exactly what it is it is a the pure match is just everybody shouting the exact same name at each other and like <laughs> it sounds redundant and it sounds stupid but the idea behind it is that you're making sure that even let's say like let's say three of us and other people are playing and maybe i don't know who the weak one is and maybe i think i have someone who's like weak but then i hear my five other teammates all screaming the same name like obviously then i'm going to join in and make sure that we can put as much damage towards that character as possible yeah so like smart and like very simple but holy man was it horrible to sit next to so yeah not surprised that that trident can take some good comms (laughs) (laughs) um so the best part about that specific story i'm going on a bit of a tangent was uh that that team was like every single person that showed up uh, to that tournament, except for one person was generally a very quiet calmer and yeah. listened. But for some reason, that one tournament, they just got so hyped. Wasn't that, a, just, wasn't that a tournament we had like three players like replaced though. And so they were just, yeah, like, really just ended, I remember you had some subs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, it was just so funny. And the best part was, I think one of the subs was one of the people who wasn't one of the active or wasn't on the team. Mm. or and was the actual active commer but for, i don't know so it, it just ended up that every single person was super hyped they were just yelling and the biggest part of that was that it ended up mostly being a tilt tactic to try and get into Literally, the other team's head everybody hated us like hated <laughs> yeah. us and it, it it bled into other games like people would ask us in rocket league why like why are your teammates screaming right now and i'm like i don't know man i was like i don't talk to them like just let them get a thing like <laughs> um yeah 100 and like literally when i when i talked to minx like people were so mad at brock but who won the tournament brock did <laughs> so like, you can't really say too much about it yo uh so funny i just heard so many conversations about it after oh. after the fact beautiful so funny it was um, horrible <laughs> getting back to what actually happened so with our actual comms it was cam entirely just listening and allowing me and hunty to call everything and then sometimes saying his name and he would just go directly towards the ball. That was just it. <laughs> Every time we said his name, he would just go for a hit and make sure that it was safe and like try and boom the ball or at least get a 50 if he had the chance. And it was perfect. So I, I've noticed <laughs> if, if I am playing with a lower rank player that that does tend to work. Like if they feel unsure and it's a slightly higher lobby, 
and mm-hmm. I know like if they're playing fine, I don't say anything. But if I see that they're they're getting unsure, I'll actually start calling when they should be moving. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. even if they go and miss the ball, it's much better for the rotation if they went when when I make the call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's just it it worked out perfectly. And like me and Hunty basically had a super aggressive twos rotation mm-hmm. where like we were passing to each other and mainly just playing off of each other, but then allowing Trident to come in and hit the ball and make sure that we were safe and then sometimes be super aggressive and go for a demo. But it was mainly just allowed or like I've said th- I think I said this uh, yesterday on my stream, but like Trident is an amazing enabler in, in Rocket League, where he just lets his teammates do absolutely everything, and then just kind of sits behind him and watches. But he watches in the right spot. <laughs> Solid third man, simple as that. <laughs> That's it. It's perfect, How and I worked that... out really well with me and Hunty. So yeah, so what? Uh, walk me through it. What, what seed were you guys when you came in? We were fourth. You're fourth seed, cool. And then that was only based on the the players a single player's highest mmr correct is that the what it was? total sum the total sum okay cool mm-hmm. um and then the how was like playing with hunty how'd you guys do how was comms and everything like that man it was amazing like yeah. me and hunty were popping off and so many passes i don't know we were just really un- oh you guys scored like two or three on us and like yeah. there was a point where I, i'm like i was impressed they're not even gonna shoot they're just gonna pass and shoot every time <laughs> but i remember there was one i don't i can't remember what game it was but there was one where um hunty and wabbit scored a really nice passing play and like immediately off the next kickoff um you guys scored like also a very nice passing play just mm-hmm. from like a they literally looked like a set play and like right away i was like wow i was like because i remember i like literally the game before i'd made a comment to my girlfriend as i was watching i was like man i was like uh, it's always fun to watch like because obviously like i know everybody um but it's always fun to compare in my head like the only rocket league i watch is like the absolute highest level rocket league so it's always fun to watch like what is very truthfully not that high level rocket league um and so and i was like made, like laughing at things or like little whiffs I was like, oh close like little like reactions like that and then i don't know where we got like two pristine plays in a row and i was like <laughs> taking it back i was like wow i was like all right like we'll take those like that was nice uh yeah it was fun to watch though it was uh, it was uh, a lot of fun for me to watch Yo, and Bruno, I had to say, like, Bruno really impressed me. Like, I, had never I found out that was Bruno, like, at the end of your series is when I found out that was Bruno. I had no idea that that was actually Bruno. Yeah, yeah, he was using a different name. But, mm-hmm. um, no, Bruno Bruno was by far our MVP, I feel. Nice. Um, paint, how, how, was your, how was your run, Lazero? How'd you guys do afterwards? Uh, we either won one or two in the lower bracket. I think we mm-hmm. won two in the lower bracket, and then we lost. Nice. Um, it it was weird too though because like when we got on earlier like i kid you not we had an hour where we play like casual ranked and like we were just popping off <laughs> I, I had like i had like a freestyle redirect goal i mean wabbits knows this and like i i, I mean i've been joking but it's, it's definitely become a thing like i if i go in cold sometimes my first two games are not T like <laughs> crazy good. Like I'll just do the craziest things. And then it just, I mean, eventually I just get worse. I don't know what it is. I, I, I can't keep it up. That's the, <laughs> you play worse when you're warm. <laughs> it's, it's not even that though. Cause if I have a bad day, then my warm up really helps. But if I'm just not warming up, even if that's going to be a bad day, the first two games still manage to be good. So uh super sub I am, um, <laughs> I fully believe that. Wow, um, can we talk about that finals, by the way? <laughs> oh my god, Dude, that was serious. so sweaty. <laughs> Who did you guys play against? We were playing against Dave, Pip, and uh, Palm. Who I haven't, I hadn't seen Palm in a long time, actually. But such a sweaty finals. I don't. It ended up being fourth seed versus sixth seed in the finals, and 
I, this, this is what I wanted to say, like, just before you brought this up. This was easily the most competitive and close tournament I think I've seen in a long, long time and that we've have, uh, hosted 100%. What do you mean? We Our, like, first three were all game seven, game bracket seven. reset. Yeah. What are you talking about? No, you don't not remember finals. the old days, not final. right? Tournaments. Tournaments. So if you look at the, the brackets, what ended up happening is every single game in the upper bracket except for two games and that was the first seed versus the eighth, eighth seed and then that's fair, that's fair. our team versus uh the first seed those were the only games uh that didn't go 2-1 every other game was like super close the the scores were really close both in uh even in that like zero uh two that we had and i don't know about the first seed versus last seed but regardless like super balanced every single way and so much fun i don't know <laughs> That's what I just wanted to say there. I, I also I was very impressed, definitely because I've been watching your stream. No, no surprise there. Um, mm-hmm. But your ones practice that you'd done all week because this this is what happened because there was an MMR cap. People were not playing twos and threes throughout <laughs> the whole week, or maybe I mean if you were a little lower ranking twos, you'd be playing twos, but you weren't playing as many threes. So Abbott's on his stream is playing a lot of ones, and it definitely paid out in that Dave game because like you started getting was it you versus Dave for the ones game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would have loved to watch that. That's hype. So um, much fun. I love Dave. What was the final score? It was even for a bit, and then I think I took like three or four kickoff goals. Nice, nice. Mm. And then there was one point where Relentless was like, is he just like a genius at kickoffs? <laughs> True. <laughs> that being said, if you aim for the same side of the ball and it's working, you just keep aiming for that side of the ball. No, I always watch the opponent and then go oh, to the so you, you're actually the reading, so, Yeah. So I imagine then Dave was probably literally just brainlessly going into the ball a couple times, right? Well, <laughs> well, not brainlessly, but yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't mean, but, but like there, are, if you play a lot of threes, there's definitely some kickoffs you just go like you don't even think or read. I don't know. I don't know what. Maybe, no, for sure. Maybe, listen, all right. I know I understand you guys a little better, but. <laughs> But I, I, there's definitely times where you just like, like you're playing a once game where like, I just keep losing the kickoff. I don't know. But you're not even thinking about the opponent. You're just going into the ball every time. Yep, definitely true. I've, I've actually had a couple games like that, uh, especially yesterday. Yesterday for me was not a Wednesday, but I played a couple games and I just kept on going at the ball. I was like mostly reading chat and just being like letting muscle memory go through. And I lost like, I think, 10 to 15 kickoffs in two games. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> um. But to your points of like they've going mindlessly at the ball, this is like what I said in uh, the post game interview where it's like Dave's not a one player. He just wanted that that one v one because you know me and Dave one v one is amazing. Um, well, <laughs> well was it's, I was even joking with my team because like we, we lost that for the game against you guys first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wait, we we had three games. It was the best of three. We actually went two and one. Right? It was the best of three, yeah. Okay, um, but. I said, and like, oh, don't worry, we'll get them back in the finals. Uh, we were just like laughing and joking about it because we didn't know if we could do a lower run. Like, honestly, the, the tournament was stacked. But I was like, if we do go into the finals, all right, and we get to, there's the game three, no matter what, I'm playing Wabbits. <laughs> so I like that Dave took up that mantle. You know what I mean? <laughs> he did. Uh, I was honestly a little bit worried that Palm would be doing the ones um, just because, like, after Did Palm playing say Palm? he hates one, ones, though? Did he? He looks like an amazing ones player. Oh, he's, After playing threes with him. 
I don't know. I don't know who said it on the cast, but apparently they had some inside info and they said that Palm hates ones. It's not oh. verified by Palm himself, though. It might just be pure speculation. I'd love to be a caster and just be like, no, this guy, like this guy, might be higher ranked, but like he just really hates ones. So like, <laughs> <laughs> just make up information to just be like on that information the storyline. <laughs> so this man woke up today. All right, he did fifty push-ups. All right, he's feeling good. He's been ru- he ran a marathon today and he just sat down and like the the blood is just pumping his brain and that's the reason he's playing so well. <laughs> it's perfect we make storylines here <laughs> we, we create them um but yeah i don't know the finals uh super fun um how did you guys I, oh my gosh mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. brought it around on that ones game like yeah yeah like it would have so, been a black bracket reset if you lost that game like yep it was uh we ended up getting going down 2-0 and then reverse sweeped from that ones game and the ones game, like the reason I was so happy that I was the one to be doing it was because after that twos game, we kind of got like a little bit destroyed and we're feeling a little bit bad. But I knew that like after the one game, I could easily reset uh, super well and especially playing ones like completely different game. I need a super calm and like not thinking about it uh, mindset and just I'm good at reset. But I figured that uh, both Trident and Hunty might have needed a little bit more time. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to be taking time, going to be talking, do whatever I do normally. They were out of comms, but I just talked to myself in ones because that's what I always do now because of stream. Um, but I was just talking about it, doing everything, um, and basically wanted as much time as I could for those guys to cool off and get reset and then just have a little bit of like uh, training time. And then going back in, we, we would be feeling ourselves right off at like uh, the beginning. That's what I was going for. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> I... Uh... Yeah, I, I think resets are definitely really important. I think Wabbits and I, I don't know if it was two weeks ago or last week now, but mm-hmm. um, there was like a series of games that we'd hit for nothing or we'd be <laughs> losing for nothing. But it happens so many times that now when I go own four, I do a reset like unintentionally. But if I'm own four, because we made it into a joke and then that game, we actually caught up. I, we lost the first we were on four and it was four, four and then we lost five, four. But the fact that we got back and like got into overtime made us believe in ourselves. <laughs> so now I have an O and four reset essentially that if like, if I'm on four, I'm like, Oh, psh, easy. Cause we did it in like a minute and a half too. Like it was, anyway. yep. it was the, the four goal challenge where you're down by four, four with a minute and a <laughs> half left. Goal. Yeah. Four <laughs> goal happened, challenge. Happened three times in, I think an hour. We were down yep. four, and we were like, "Oh, four goal challenge!" I don't know. I was just setting up for it. Don't worry. <laughs> we and came no back matter and what, we even if we like lost, we still played. Like we won that minute and a half every time by two or three goals. You know, oh, even yeah, though we lost the game four two. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I don't know. Resets are actually important, which is kind of funny because like it's a little bit of a meme in the Rocket League community where it's like, "Oh, goal was scored. Reset. Reset. Reset." <laughs> but it it actually does matter. I don't know. You got to figure out how to deep salt yourself and like get yourself back hyped. I don't know. Hundred mm-hmm, percent. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. Uh, but Thank on you. the topic yeah, of what matters, um, <laughs> do you know what else matters? When you're playing Rocket League. Boost. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! You should have taken. Yeah. You got to take the. I gave you the layup, and this man really just like, did. I wanted. I wanted you to do it, but it's boost. So like. It's really and important, especially playing without. It. Right? How are you supposed to do that? Let's let's talk about it. So playing with zero boost is something that happens. Um, I was thinking about this earlier, actually, 
And it's something that doesn't happen probably between like maybe like plot two, plot three and champ two, because it really shouldn't happen in that area. But below that, you're like, oh, I missed a couple boost pads or I missed the big boost and don't know how to rotate or somebody accidentally took it or whatever, whatever might happen. There's definitely a point, though, at the higher levels where people will be. And that's what I'm I'm saying. Once you get up to like C3 and above, then people are intentionally taking your boost (laughs) where it's very, very intentional and like. Uh, your opponents are watching your boost, you're watching your opponent's boost, and you have to like either make a wide rotation to get a boost, or you just have to figure out how to live on low boost. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How do you live on zero boost? Um, which, also, if you're playing in ones, pretty much everything. I don't know. You really have to ha- have to know how to play on zero boost and get out of that scenario um, to be able to well, play ones. But that's if your opponent forces the zero boost scenario. Like, I feel... If they're playing well, yeah, yeah. If they're playing well, they can force you into a zero boost scenario. But it's not the end of the world, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel though this is more for twos and threes, right? Yes. Well, especially but threes because there's so many people that can possibly true. take boost, right? Yeah, boost starving is a lot easier in threes. But that's it. It's not the end of the world. All that has to happen is like if you're on defense, grab those like one or two pads if you have the option to, like if they're spawned, um, out in front of net, and then like. Look, you're at 24. You can save literally any ball <laughs> if you have 24 boost. Um, but what I really want to talk about with playing with zero boost is um, one, the importance of small pads, especially knowing where they are in areas that you can get to safely. Um, and then two, uh, how to kind of keep up speed, uh, like keep up your speed and use your speed uh, even when you have no boost um, to, to get around that. I'll even say this as well is when you are playing with zero boost, that's when you have to be really careful about slowing down your momentum too much. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause as long as you still have uh, like, as long as you're still doing a rotation or keeping a little bit of momentum, there is a chance you can make the save even like if you only have 12, right. Or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah you always mo- see people get caught break checking, right. As they're rolling into net. And like, if they're like, Oh, I got to slow down. Cause I'm like in net, but then they've lost all their momentum and have no boost to actually get back up to make mm-hmm. that save. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah sorry i was just diving in with that no no no, 100 no, so so that's why like it's definitely i think the one thing you can't do because a lot of people do this when they have zero boost they'll, they'll get a little uh they'll freak out they'll be like oh no like i need to get boost now and they'll just like forget about the game you know what i mean um but you have to remember that boost is only a side part of the game it's not actually the goal of the game the goal of the game is to not let because usually the reason this is a problem is when you're on defense and you're and there's a lot of pressure, right? So the goal <laughs> of the game at that point is to not let them score. So if, uh, you have to be very careful of like not being like, okay, I need to get a boost pad no matter what. Um, I think, I think sometimes I I'll play a little bit risky if I am a little lower on boost if I'm the first challenge. So like I might make a wider rotation to pick up a few boost pads, if that makes sense, uh, when I'm going to back post as opposed to going straight back, um, which can be risky at times. But I also trust that, you know, if there's two teammates back, hopefully one of them is going to hit it. They'll give me enough time oh, okay, to get yeah. back boost. Does that make sense? If I'm the if first you're... one challenging, like let's just say on one of the walls, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I might take a little more time just to pick up a couple boost pads on the way back. Um, if I know after I'm your challenge, well. after mm-hmm. my challenge, obviously. No, no, no I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah. Because now it's it has nothing to do with you. Uh, this isn't your ball. You're just going to grab whatever you can mm-hmm. while you have the time uh, because you have two people, hopefully, that are in the spot that can challenge. Um, but you do also have to be aware of where your teammates are 
because yes. what if you challenge and then it's like oh both of my teammates are super far away right now and i'm at zero boost and then it's like okay how do i how do i get around this scenario one either you get a good 50 and you hope <laughs> um two is landing on boost pads and then being able to challenge again while maintaining your momentum and a lot of that really does come down to like having car control understanding how to keep your uh momentum um with like landing in the correct direction while having uh drift on or whatever it might be um but yeah i don't know there's a whole whole bunch of stuff that you have to understand with playing with zero boost and really it all comes down to not panicking in in my opinion just like understanding how to conserve your boost so that if you have like 20 or even 12 then you're not just wasting it moving forward you're using your flips to gain speed you're doing whatever else um and if you're uh in a little bit actually i forget where i was going to go with this um if you're a little bit low so conserving uh which is number one not panicking which is number two and uh that's pretty much it i think everything else just comes from those <laughs> you can figure out wow uh, the scenario that you're about to get into like where or how you have to play around it if you just keep a little bit calm understand where you have to hit the ball what you have to do what you sh- should be doing and then with your conservation of boosts like you can use boost to get around the field if you have a hundred and that's probably more efficient because you might not, or you don't want to flip to completely give up your, uh, your positioning should a 50 go badly. Um, but if you're at like 20 boosting around the field just means that you have none. <laughs> so that's a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Th- this is where the flips and like wave dashes and, the, and like recoveries, all those little mechanics that keep momentum without boost are very important. Right. Like <laughs> there are definitely times where, you know, you, you, you might be a little more wasteful of boost because you know you're about to pick up a big pad, right? Um, mm-hmm. But um, in those particular situations, it's like if, if you've practiced moving around without boost, that's where it's going to show. Um, I'd also say it's when you are at zero boost, finding the right time to pick up boost pads is it's it's so different from the rest of the game because it's essentially risk assessment, right? If I'm back post... Um, if if I'm back post with zero boost and my two teammates are, are in the corner or on the wall um, and they're kind of going for challenges or whatever, I need to know when's the right moment for me to go, okay, I'm going to sneak one or two boost pads and then come back here. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. uh, you might have to do that. And you're like, if, if all of a sudden there's like a 50 and the ball drops in momentum, uh, then you have to assess like, what's going to be the second hit on it. And it's like, oh, can I get away with this? And it's, it's always kind of like a little bit of a a, a balancing act between can I go now or can I not go now? And when you get punished, it sucks. But but when you don't get punished, it's like, okay, now I might have the 20 boost that can actually make that save that I didn't have before. So, mm-hmm. And uh, a big play that is generally used only mostly at the higher level and like even still is, is pretty high risk um, is actually learning how to acquire a mid boost if you're stuck on a defensive rotation uh, with no boost, right? And like so often do I see, and that comes from you saying, sucks when you get burned. And so often do I see people get burned and then think, oh, well, like I shouldn't go to that boost. There are definitely times when you should, and it's something I do quite often, honestly. It's it's, it's a pretty large part of my game, but there are some very important things you got to keep in mind when you're doing it, right? And so for me, um, the only time I'm ever grabbing that mid boost, and l- luckily for me, I find this as often, um, is when you are when you're that number one leaving your net, challenging into the corner. Let's say you're boostless, whatever that looks like. For me, I'm looking for a fifty that absolutely kills the ball in the corner. I don't want it popping out anywhere. I don't want it rolling up the wall. I don't want it going towards the net. I don't even really want to win it. Like yes, if I win it, that's great. And like, I can dribble it out. Um, but if in the 
I know for a fact I'm going for that mid boost. So like uh, if I describe it, let's say we're in the left corner, our like defensive end, our left corner, I challenge, I sit the ball basically perfectly in the corner. And so now my momentum though is still generally going to be leading me kind of forward out of the zone. And normally what's your next step? You rotate back into net, right? And so for me, what I do is I, I confirm quickly with my right stick that I have a goalie and that my third man has already or is just about to rotate in a net, like no further than that. And the second I see that, I'm instantly starting a flip, generally either a wave dash into a flip or a flip into a wave dash, doesn't really matter, um, into that far boost for two reasons. One, if I if and when I get that mid boost, if it's there, uh, then I'm actually setting up a breakout, which is awesome. So that then once I sit that ball, my next defender is going to come out and boom that ball around the wall, hopefully leaving me. And then just like that, we go from a boostless situation to a full boost breakout and offensive situation. And then on the opposite end, if let's say the uh, we don't have an opportunity for a breakout, the, my second player doesn't challenge or whatever it looks like, I'm able to get that boost. And generally on the way back, I'll use just a little bit of it to get supersonic and actually try to take a demo as well. So I'm using this idled time that is a far wider rotation, kind of a theme that both of you have been talking about already of taking a bit of a wider rotation to get boost. I take a far wider rotation, so definitely high risk, but the high reward of hopefully taking that boost, using it effectively rather than just rotating instantly back to net and being like, well, I have a hundred now. So like, I'm good. Cause you're probably going to use all hundred of that on the next rush and so on. Right. Uh, so I've, I've personally, that has not, I was gonna say it's become, that has been a, a very, very important part of my game for a while. Not something I really teach because I think it's very much a teach their own, right. Of like, if you struggle with that amount of risk, then it's not something you should do. Uh, but the only reason I ever started doing it was by noticing pros constantly doing that. And then I was like, wow, their defensive rotation is so wide. And I only ever noticed that it's not that their their rotation is wide, it's that that their rotation is so intentional from the challenge to the corner to the mid boost to a demo to the back post that at all four steps there, they're doing something very, very active and important to the play, right? And so um, a really cool way that most of that it was technically generated from a zero boost play uh, now ends with plenty of boost, hopefully a breakout because they're now will either have one less defender or you received a pass. And just like that, you've relieved any, any boostless uh, pressure that you may have been receiving right on in your defensive end. So um, something to keep in mind and something to try, right? Like I said, it's high risk, high reward, but um, a really cool way to kind of find some more intentionality in the, that kind of no man's land of the midway through your rotation back to the net. Mm-hmm. And I will say, um, as you're doing this, you should really only like, uh, this is just a very good rotation to do, but it's not a super great rotation if you're not comfortable being a forward man. Um, because you have to be able to like the, the main point of this rotation is to get that booming pass, uh, breakout pass, right. And then also just have a little bit of extra boost for your team. Um, but you're sitting there or moving there ready for this extra, uh, breakup potential, which is the, the biggest point of that. So if you're not comfortable, uh, taking that pass and transitioning it into an offense, then you probably want to. Uh, rotate a little bit quicker and then allow somebody who is more offensive to go for that. That's what I would recommend at this point. Um, but as you were saying that the entire thing that I could, or the really the only thing I could think of is how, I don't know if it's like directly because of how much um, I've, I've learned from you, but just how similar our play styles are <laughs> because I do that rotation the vast majority of the times um, simply to take the boost and then come back through, go for a demo, whatever it, it might be. And I'd been doing the breakout passes before uh, we even talked about it the first time and just continued through there. And then like it's, it slowly dawned on me over time that it's like, I don't know if you've slowly been pushing me towards playing this exact thing. 
but that's kind of where I'm going as time goes on. And the better be. I get, the more I do it. <laughs> Could be, man. I, uh, my the folks who worked with me know, like my, my coaching style is very like, um, discreet, if you want to call it that, of that. I, I very rarely will say like, this is what you need to do to be better. It'll always be a, like, oh, hey, this is something that I've tried. It's worked. Give it a shot. See what you think. And then we can kind of adapt it and go from there. Uh, and so the I would not be surprised that in my language of the podcast, you're like also slowly taking me. Because I do the same thing. Like when I hear either of you two, especially I found when Lazero was kind of coming up and coming, um, anytime he'd talk about some type of new learning, I would constantly reflect and then like assess, like, did I actually have that? Like, did I do that? Am I missing that? Like little things that, that were, were fun for me because despite like Lazero the time being like gold, then plat, and then like diamond, I, I still somehow, which is so weird to me, but uh, obviously just makes sense in the long run of that, I was still learning things from what zero would say because i was able to like reflect on my own game and like edit that in whatever way shape or form that looked like right which was pretty cool for me so i wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if the same things happen to you as well mm-hmm. yeah it's just i don't know super interesting i like it a lot um i think we're probably pretty okay with playing on zero boost um just to recap try be, be willing to take a, a longer rotation um and whether that ends up being to grab a couple boost pads on your way uh, back or through whatever rotation you might be or going for a mid boost um, and then waiting for a breakout pass and then going for a demo if it doesn't come um, or anything else like that. Uh, so wider rotation is one. Um, not panic is definitely the main thing. You can pretty much save any any shot with roughly 20 boost um, if you know how to use your boost efficiently. And then number three is make sure that when you're uh, like below 50, you're being aware of how much boost you have left. Mm-hmm. Um, a cool know, fun that's... fact that uh, I, it's funny. I don't know that it's actually still in the game. I'd have to have someone fact check it for me. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm curious if you guys know this or not. But when it was probably over two, maybe three years ago now that like, I remember seeing this like on Reddit and trying it um, of that if because the double jump was always a very, very important part of my game for mm-hmm. goaltending since I, I literally started as a set goalie so that if I was boostless, I still need to make like top corner saves. And how would I do that was we didn't have in and outs. We didn't know of things like that. So it was <laughs> double jumps. Right. Uh, and some something I remember I learned and I still use to this day. And so either it has been changed and it's a placebo or it still exists. Um, is that when you, if you double jump and then point your nose directly upwards, if you're like right on the goal line, you'll notice that your card does not touch the the crossbar. So there, and it's actually far enough that a ball likely could squeeze between the tip of your nose and the crossbar. Uh, if you double jump, but you're holding gas while doing so, just after you, so not holding it because you're stationary, you, as soon as you press that first uh, jump and then are holding gas, you actually gain a little more height than if you were to just double jump without gas. Um, it does actually propel you slightly higher to the point that if you time it absolutely perfectly, you can touch the crossbar with absolutely zero boost uh, from a double jump, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. And so, uh, again, I could be absolutely spewing lies, but I can absolutely guarantee you that that was a mechanic uh, a ways back when, but I would not be surprised if it's still here and still active because I, I do it all the time, very much now kind of subconsciously, of like whenever I'm double jumping low boost for a save in net, uh, which I, I'm very confident doing now after a very long time of pretty defensive play. Uh, using that gas is always the thing that like propels me to a save and makes me feel much more confident in doing so. So give that a try. People can test it if they don't believe me and see if it's still a thing. Maybe it's not. Like I said, it, it very well could have been something that was patched out because we, we have made several like small mechanic changes throughout the history of Rocket League. So 
curious uh, if it's still there. But yeah, it's a good thing to keep in mind for folks of that. Like, agreed. My rule of thumb always is 20 plus boost. You're fine. Like, you, you cannot complain about not having boost if you have 20 plus. Um, even if you have zero, to me, if you as long as you're in a good position, there's no reason a shop should be going in the net because your your double jump should be able to block whatever angle it's coming in on. So, but definitely yeah. hold the jump button longer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. It blows my mind how, how little how, how many people I still meet that don't know that that's a thing. That the longer you hold your jump, the long the higher your jump goes. Um, it's like they that's, play with boost all the time. Literally, right? <laughs> and then like that's such a in a lot of even like platformers that's a very standard mechanic right like that's a very very standard thing so um that was something i like i remember testing like in my first hour i think in the game and like discovered i was like yeah it makes sense and then like never thought of it again but there's so many people that don't know that i mean i didn't know until we mentioned on the podcast like yeah not 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 the second time but like originally so Mm -hmm. some of the earlier shows i was like wait i think and it there was a weird thing as well with the silent echo discussion where that had something to do with how long you had till the second jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause the idea was if you had a bigger first jump, you would have a slightly more time because the timer would start slightly later. It was anyway. <laughs> yep, um, yep. Pretty sure that's all right. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's just, it's like really nuanced stuff. But like if, if, if you're out, go, go up to a pro and be like, ask them about all these like small mechanical things. Like, I don't think they could answer all of them. Like, I think a lot of them, they just know kind of by playing a lot. But if you're specifically like, okay, so like what, how, like how could this little thing change how you're playing? And they'll be like, they probably can answer you a lot of them. I imagine. That would make sense. A lot of people just know by feel rather than by, um, by actual mechanics. Well, there are times where I'm like, there's no way I should have had a second dash or a second second flip, right? Yeah, yeah. And then then I do, and I'm like, okay, well, this is just because I've done this particular shot before a number of times. Mm-hmm. You just get like very used to the feel. Um, also, combo on your uh, your thing. I'm not entirely sure about that specific mechanic, um, but I do know that as of like a couple months ago, um, if you jump and then hold the gas button, so you're the forward button, um, then you will uh move forward <laughs> wait Which, what yeah. i'm i'm okay well no but the, that would actually confirm his theory because exactly. that would mean the, you if it, you're pointing up you point yeah, up that's the whole point yeah mm-hmm. you got it if you're yeah. pointing up and you're moving yes <laughs> that's so I, I know very, a lot of this game doesn't make sense but that like really doesn't make sense <laughs> it's kind of funny yeah um but yeah so that's why i would assume that it is still the case <laughs> and it's yeah. not just placebo and, uh, like that was something i used to actually practice like in free play was being able to hold my first jump long enough and then hold my second double jump while then pointing up and holding gas to be able to tip the crossbar and I, like I, I got pretty consistent at it honestly I, I literally have not practiced it probably in years now at this point so i now i'm kind of inspired to go practice again and see if i can do it uh mm-hmm. but you can actually like perfectly finesse to touch the crossbar which is pretty cool uh, all right, everyone. Rocket League has confirmed that spinning your wheels will make you jump higher. All right. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, okay. I think that's all we got for Beginner's Corner. There are a whole bunch of random small mechanics. I mean, I learned something new. I right? That's, that, yeah. Yeah, definitely go try that out. Make, don't panic. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure when you're doing sideway jumps, you're, you're hitting gas anyway most of the time, right? So. Yes. I, I don't imagine that I'm going to start only boosting, but not having like when you guys are in the air, do you hold? Wait, yep. I almost no. never let go of the gas button. 
I mean, I'll let go of it if I'm like really, really in the air. But as I'm jumping, I'm not gonna let go of it. So I, I guess it doesn't really change. I just, I just hold that button the entire time. I, honestly, I'd never thought about it till now. So. Yep. Yep. I have thought about that, and I've always wondered why I do that, and I cannot tell you. But now you know. Now you know why you do that. True. There's a reason. That's all that matters. <laughs> okay. Let's get into uh, some more. Uh, more competitive things um side the side of things that is in the competitive corner um the first one that we have is the field something new by psionics uh which we haven't had the chance to talk about yet uh and i think it's kind of a replacement for rlrs if i had to guess no 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 it's not no it's a replacement for what they tried with um was it face it and uh, oh. it was face it and clubs is kind of like this is a conglomeration of like everything they expected it to be okay. uh, what it is don't get me wrong like, like there will be like rival series teams like in this and like competing in like div one and everything like, like that very much will be a thing um mm-hmm. but no this is meant to be like the way i like will view it and like it's not this isn't the, the most accurate way to describe it but it's literally just meant to be a, a new way to play like teamed ranked mode kind of thing right it's kind of like what it's yeah, meant yeah, to that, be like what face it everything face it was meant to be in the long it, run it, it kind of feels like an off-season um like tournament or like training like uh, you know what i mean like because it the way they kind of set it up that you can kind of rank up and rank down your teams like that's kind of mm-hmm. cool i don't know right and, and it's good for for having some of those bubble teams uh you know play against mm-hmm. those better rl rs and rl cs teams mm-hmm. uh so i'll just go through a bit of a rundown um it's basically split up into three divisions uh where division one is rlcs and some rl rs teams um we don't have a number for that so with four additional yeah so we don't actually know um how many teams are going to be in there but it's just going to be basically pro level um the the best of the best is division one division two is uh open to any team that holds grand champ but season one is limited to 20 teams so that doesn't add up for me (laughs) that sounds like it's going to be roughly 1800 plus um and then division three is anybody else uh Mm -hmm. can play division three so no no, no, no. So, like, the essentially open qualifications for any teams that hold grand champs. So you need to be GC to to try to qualify for it. But like, what yes. what Wabbits is saying is that it's likely going to be only like eighteen hundred plus teams playing in that in that division um, because there's obviously like several thousand GC players in in three. No, no, no so of course, like, of course. But but I mean, I don't see what the problem is with it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just surprised by the limit of twenty. So it. Oh, see, I'm not. I'm I'm on with Lazero there. Like, I think it should be like very exclusive kind of thing in that in that top tier. Because yeah, you got to think there's going to be tags likely awarded for this kind of thing. I think this is their attempt to to divvy out the literally conversation. I think we had a little while ago, right? Of like divvy out of that. Like, so if you're 1800 plus, now there's a difference between me saying that I'm 1800 versus like, yeah, I I was a division two challenger right or like i was a division yeah, two yeah. elite or like i won division two right mm-hmm. um which will like i'm excited I, for honestly now i don't like, like all those uh, extra words you added to the end of it I, i'd much prefer they say i was a division i was playing in division two that's how i want people to say it because all those <laughs> extra words just oh Anyway, so but, so, but, but the question though being then like what so I, i'm purely speaking titles so like what titles would you like want in division two then like just winning slash just playing like like what do you see it as if you uh, qualify for Division Two, then you have a title for Division Two. 
And then like what if I win the it? The field div then two or like <laughs> div because division two player anyway. So yeah, but if you win division two, then you're in division one, and that's just how it works because there's promotion relegation. Um, so I would say if you play in a not division, not not technically the case. It, it is the it's, it's just RLCS and RLRS teams are playing in division one or the first um, team. You got it, and so then then we don't technically know what it's going to end up looking like in terms of that promotion and relegation because they've only discussed promotion and relegation between division two and division yeah if you look um so to me i think division one in my eyes division one should stay very exclusive like it should like very very limited if anything comes from division two they actually have something uh between promotion and relegation between division one and two and it's that it happens at the beginning of each season Mm mm-hmm and there's so, only four teams. That's, but uh, you know what I mean, though, of that, like, like how, what, what four teams make it in, like little things like that is like kind of what I'm curious about. Like, what is the, those little like niches that I'm, and we're getting into topics about a title uh, at the end of the day. But um, yeah, yeah, so anyways, I, I think it should be like highly, highly, highly exclusive. And so as long as they're restricting it to like only ever four teams, then I'm happy with it. If it gets any more than that, then I think they, they've lost their purpose. I mean, no, it's I, not a title either, right? Because they have the money breakdown at the bottom. Sure. Um, so you there's for... like if you're in Div One, you're playing for three thousand dollars, right? And it's every month at least. This feels like a stopgap, but before they announce the next actual, are they going to wait till like January? For what? Mm, they might. We actually because because no like this this is starting in August, and like mm-hmm. they're set up for multiple seasons. So, oh, do you mean like they're going to wait to like? They're gonna wait. RLCS ten. When's it happening? Wait, like, is it next well, year? We, like? we just got the teaser for it. Uh, we we just got the the first teaser saying uh, like, Twitter sh- thing. Uh, well, no, yes, Twitter. But like, if you just go to RL Esports, like that, like the website, that's it, it, instantly all you see is a globe. Um, that is that's the like, has like the Rocket that's League spinning. ball behind. Um, yeah, which is their their teaser right now for starting it all up. So cool. We'll um, so that's cool. The small thing about this. Um, entire like the field thing that i'm not entirely sure about is that well one it's a ladder so that's i like that (laughs) you have a thousand ladder points it's a separate rank pretty much pretty cool um but the thing is that there are power hours once a week Mm -hmm. uh, where there's double ladder points um but it also says that ladder points gained will be doubled so i don't know if lost will be doubled as well i don't know who knows um but that just seems kind of kind of weird to me um like yes it's good that uh they're promoting like a specific time in the week that people will want to play oh you're like you're like literally challenging people for points (laughs) yeah that's what's happening you're you're taking their points and if you win against a bunch of good teams you can just kind of chill for a bit yeah um and then the point changes change depending on how much higher or lower the opponent or opposing team is um so that's that's cool um I don't know. Power hour seems weird to me. It I seems- feel like they need to do it though, right? Because the, they've added, so they've added clubs, they've added tournaments, they've added face it, they've added these these things, these very half-hearted attempts at mm-hmm. giving a different type of playlist to play that have never found success because nobody is all playing at the same time other than when the oh. hype of its first launch. So I think this is their attempt to be like, Yes, it, it's there's obviously going to be a lot of hype when it starts on August 1st, but then by like maybe by October, there's like not a lot of hype anymore because it takes 20 minutes to queue for a game because I'm trying to queue, but then like nobody else is playing because I can only play in the evenings or whatever that kind of looks like. So by setting a like, hey, 
Wednesdays at 8 p.m. every single week EST and NA are going to be power hour. Great. Like if you want to compete in this, like you're going to treat it like we treated like CRL, right? Of like that's our that's our play day. So we mm-hmm. need to make sure we're playing at that time, right? That makes Which sense. I think is fair. Yeah, I, I, that reasoning is like perfectly good for me actually. <laughs> Which and then when you brought up the points, my biggest fear and those you already said this is with the exact complaint I had with the CRL open ladder was that the team that bumped us out by two MMR had played three games all season and we played thirty three, um, and just because their MMR was high enough to get them in, they never had to play another game. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. we were like, well, like we're, we want to play rocket league so let's queue as many games as we can and like play our three games every week when instead of like opting out so i agree i am very worried and i hope they set like a minimum games played something like that which is such an easy fix um i hope that they they, they have something like they that have so that 10 games is that, that, that is the minimum yes cool. <laughs> for prizing so oh there it is. yeah 10 matches cool yeah. sweet um good and so like that that makes me happy i'm, I'm glad that that's a in consideration uh because man is that ever tilting if you see a team that's played like a quarter of your games like ahead of you and go from there so we'll see um i will say though 10 is still to me 10 is very small for an entire month um 10 games is like like I, if, if i'm going in and i want to compete and do well i'm literally going to play 10 games and hoping i win most of them and then i'm never going to play again yep <laughs> That is not wrong, especially well, if you're doing well. If, if, the, if there's a live ladder, though, essentially, if you're one of those teams that is like in that top 10 or wait, hold on. When does prizing start? Uh, like at the end of the month? No, no, no. Because your goal is to be in the top four spot, shall we say, right? Yeah. Or at least top eight for div three, but top mm-hmm. top four and the other ones. It's like if you're not in that, you kind of have to keep playing while those teams kind of rest and wait until someone catches up to them then they keep playing i kind of feel like that's how it's gonna go but that's what combo saying at least from what i'm getting where the those people who get like let's say they win all 10 they just pop off at the beginning they just chill um, i mean they never play again and then there are some people who might get fifth place that are like oh we're just trying to grind through that for uh, yeah. like to get that extra thing and they might end up at like 50 games well if you but, win 10 games and you I guess you kind of win the season, <laughs> like, I don't... but like, and, and like, I, I see, I won't like that at all. Cause what if you get lucky, exactly. right. And, and you, cause if everybody starts at a thousand ladder points, you could be playing like low GCs as like an 1800 team and just wipe the floor with them. Like for eight of your 10 games, maybe lose two. you're in first place in the entire ladder and you're like, sweet. And then you chill for the rest of the month. Maybe... You played your first three days and that's it. Maybe the power hour hours are gonna really. I'm hoping that that's that it, like it's that huge, right? That you can make like a couple like hundred, let's say, points gain, right? That you play can. On them. You got it, right? I'm kind of hoping it's that important because at least that'll that'll fix that. But yeah, we'll have to kind of wait and see for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. That I don't know. This is, it's exciting. Uh, whole bunch. I'm glad of stuff there's that. more. There's more to do as a as a low GC, right? Like like that. That's very very, very important because most mm-hmm. low GCs. Um, including like myself when I first got GC, it's like, it's very quick. The allure kind of goes away, right. Of like, of like what you want, especially if you don't think you'll have the time or effort to grind, like let's say top 100, um, then like why else do you play ranked, right. Is, is Mm -hmm. unfortunate. And so we end up seeing people going off to third parties like IGL or RCS or six bands, like stuff like that. When like now finally Cyanix is like, yeah, okay, cool. We know you all want stuff. Please come play in our league. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. It's finally a psionics funded thing. So I mean, listen, yeah. the prize money is going to entice a lot of people by itself. So. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so I think that is good for introducing the field. Very excited to see what's going to come with that. Um, 
second note on competitive rocket league uh there was the uh rlo grand slam which was the aussie tournament super cool i don't know i just wanted to talk Um, and very cool the bracket is super confusing i finally figured it out after like after looking at it for like two minutes but don't know why they did it like that um dude they whoever (laughs) made this page was just being ridiculous like it's just Is it like, just a double elim tournament? Like, what are we doing here? No. So it's double oh, elim for some. Okay. So it is. A but they could have laid it out easier is all I'm saying. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So it, it ends up being like the winner of the, the upper bracket game proceeds to the, the semifinals. The loser of the upper bracket game goes down to the lower bracket who faces the winner of that lower bracket game and then faces the other wi- uh, winner that okay is now okay it's just final. to mix it up so you're not playing the same team yeah which is That's fair all no, it's I, doing anyway. i really like that they did it like this but the the design of this bracket is so confusing <laughs> it kind of looks like a rocket ship though i'm slowly it's starting <laughs> I don't know. It's a small thing. Big congrats to Renegades, uh, Cringe Society, big second place. Um, <laughs> Cementing that OCE is uh, pretty much these two teams. <laughs> more or less, yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, you got anything to say, Combo? I know you're a OCE watcher generally. Some, yeah, yeah. I'm going off. Um, yeah, no, like, I, I, just like I think I said when we were talking about um, the new RLCS format of like how I'd like, I would love to see it in OCE, but we need to wait to see the depth. Um, mm-hmm. And I think like this further proves that like, unfortunately the depth is not yet there. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I want to make it as clear as possible. I'm not saying the talent is not there. There's a massive difference between talent and depth with their OC has a ton of talent, like a lot, a lot, a lot of talent, but the, the depth of having 10 teams with that level of talent is not yet there. Um, yeah. It is very much uh, only ever do we have, I would say four, maybe five, very competitive teams uh from oce and uh, even I, still mm-hmm. good yeah yeah i think you're right though but like you wouldn't want to do a season with five or six teams like you want right. you got eight. it so you, you right. want to you right and, and so that's why i don't think that format will change i know i just completely changed the topic but yeah i i consistently root for cringe society so i'm happy to see them doing well renegades also are like ton, tons of fun to watch cj cj is a pleasure um so always happy to see that i was uh, i was impressed with the results uh from old team skyfire uh they uh, i love walcott I like a lot uh so happy to see how they're doing yep i uh, yeah i don't know there's um probably not much that we can't say about this but interesting um yeah the bracket's messy <laughs> bracket's messy uh but i don't know i love just talking about oc there's i'm so excited for it to actually be a, a a, a region with depth like you keep on saying because mm. then i don't know just more it's, it's nice to see more <laughs> um moving on from there we have some more one stuff salt mine 2 is still existing um and has so been the going finals are, are happening this weekend this week uh no it might be this week oh so this yeah so, week. so july 1st is is when it starts so mm-hmm. so starting tomorrow full yes. week Yes, it should be a week, and it's a very interesting bracket, in my opinion, where you have this upper lo- uh, upper bracket and a lower bracket, but the thing is, both of those seed into a uh, single elimination bracket. Mm. Yeah, very, very interesting, and probably the best way to do ones, um, because just having a single bracket, I don't think is enough um, for ones, because like it's such a... Yeah, but this avoids that like weird double elim. Yeah, exactly. 
if you are upper bracket and you make it to not the double elim bracket semis but the actual single elimination bracket semis mm-hmm. you, you would feel kind of bad losing to someone who was in losers um but i guess i don't hate just having a semis and a finals you know what i mean yeah like I, this is tough because this is always between like watchability and um and like essentially respecting the players themselves right um mm-hmm. what's best for the players a double elon bracket all the way through with a full black bracket reset that is that is objectively probably the better way like if you want to be as fair as possible right what is the best for the viewers and for the tournament is to have a single elon bracket from the quarters um and so this is kind of like a mix of those <laughs> yeah i i actually really like how this bracket um has turned out i think it's uh honestly really clean it makes a lot of sense Yep. And it does reward the people who play very well in the upper bracket, but it also gives the people who go to the lower bracket a chance to win in that uh, single elimination finals. I don't know. Very interesting. I like it a lot. Uh, there's going to be a lot of good ones. Um, good ones, plays. And Yeah, I guess definitely. I guess when I look at it, only two players are being directly seeded into the semis. Yes. So it's not, it's not that crazy, actually. Mm-hmm. No. It, it's, in my opinion, it's a very reasonable bracket. I would I would argue at least. Um, what I find interesting with looking at who actually made it, um, in terms of NA at least, uh, we have Jbot who came second in only a single one of the qualifiers <laughs> and played in every single one of them and is in the in the finals. <laughs> yeah, too. I, uh, I was surprised to see that. Whereas because it's it's I found with the na like someone like sharif for instance and like i really like sharif and like he he consistently had like decent performances or like right um where mm-hmm. like you look at like or like lion blaze for instance like we know lion blaze is really talented came second twice so obviously he's fine and then like we'll be mm-hmm. it uh but then you look at like eu uh, and i found when i was looking through the eu quals and i got to watch like some here and there it's a like i consistently will continue to say it's a lot of rocket league on right now uh, yep. i found that a lot of same thing there was it was weirdly all the people that qualified by winning tend to have poor performances in their previous qualifiers which i thought was interesting mm. but then all the people that made it in at least had a couple very good performances you know what i mean like even mm-hmm. like, like, louis p, like louis p consistently was making the quarters and or and or semis like throughout uh, even though he's the eighth seed so it was like the opposite of the eighth seed in na right so um the it honestly made me want to go re-watch some of the the eu like later games like semis and finals of the four qualifiers because like i know like revisi played like astral and apparently jack and dead monster like several times or like louis p like i said was consistently in several of the semis and quarters right so we you can like kind of look at how those matchups went already and a couple of them flipped depending on the qualifier so i thought eu was it was very like all over the board so i'm very excited to see how that one ends up coming out mm-hmm. um so yeah super interesting stuff going on here there's actually a whole bunch of uh storylines that are followable <laughs> um as always, it's a little bit sad that there's no um, combination of EU and NA, but you know, happens because people literally can't now. Well, um, yeah, because you don't want you know, that server being a problem. Yeah, I also server, say yeah, yeah. I almost feel more excited for the EU one, which is right. not something I usually say. But that's also because I feel when I've watched ones, I've seen a lot of these players more than I've seen the NA ones mm-hmm. players. Uh, I will say, if you want like super super quality ones probably watch eu if you want fancy ones 
watch NA. <laughs> I'm also interested to see how like the RLCS players match up against the, these probably more typical ones players, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually super surprised to see that AJ qualified. I didn't think that he was that good of a one, ones player. Oh, I think he's gross. I think he's Is like. He? Oh, I think he's absolutely gross. He did he did quite well in fusion. He always put up like pretty big. Uh, um, like fights overall between him and Rattles, man. I, I I'm surprised that uh, we we don't see both of them like even more often on the 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 ones leaderboard and everything like that. Like AJ, mm-hmm. I, I view just similarly to Astro, right? Like has a lot of very strong mechanics, but can make some mm-hmm. pretty critical errors sometimes, like defensively. But I think yeah. AJ has a bit of a bit of a better head on him. But I, then on the opposite, I think Astro is more mechanically talented. Um, where yeah, so like I was not surprised to see him uh, there in that case. Interesting. I do not follow enough ones, so that that would be that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Whole bunch of stuff uh, coming up this week. It in starts terms tomorrow, of, so it enjoy. starts tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Wednesday the first. Do we know what time? Because I kind of want to watch that. Oh shoot! I'll have it on my side screen. <laughs> um, yeah, gonna be great. Uh, last little thing turbo is staying with envy which probably means he's staying in na and is not going to be going back to EU. possibly not even to visit his family <laughs> as we were guessing before um and you guys have okay right and go go see some peeps for a bit and then come back but uh, <laughs> nah, i'm happy he's staying i'm excited to see him compete in na oh yeah yeah he's a very good uh addition to na and i, I like the the merging of the, the two scenes now so yeah well I, I have a completely different just the, just having one like established champion player on your team makes me think of your team very differently so i'm very yeah. excited for this <laughs> i don't know why but like turbo being on a team is like oh that team is now super competitive and that well, team gets plus 20 points yeah like they're going up a couple levels in terms of the ranking <laughs> uh which is kind of funny because you know nobody really you don't really think of turbo as like the the game winner but i yeah but he's a game performer he is i don't know he's he's amazing we we talk about turbo a lot you can go back and listen to them if you want like (laughs) i love and hate that he's the face of this sport (laughs) yeah is he though he's like he's like the messy to k-dops ronaldo you know i mean like like kdops the like oh here's attractive you know fit young man and then so that that's what the that's what the the money is you know what i mean um but you know he's the one actually winning more championships so there there you go there's there's my comparison fair fair i guess in terms of like the number ones i like that um i think that's probably a good spot to end off on right that you being gotta... said people who say like messi is like he, i don't understand people are like oh, oh he's ugly he's like dude he's He's just an average, like he's a normal guy, dude. Like I don't, anyway. People are too used to seeing incredibly good-looking people on TV, and esports is amazing for bringing people back to reality. To be fair, <laughs> just seeing Cristiano Ronaldo's face makes you hate him, you know. So it's like <laughs> he has that. He has that. People care more, you know. They're like, oh, this guy's not only is this guy good-looking, but he also is really good at soccer. Like, oh, oh fair. Okay, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> okay, that's enough stop soccer for right now. It's probably also enough car soccer. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? No, sir. Lazero, uh, I'm currently happy. Um, yeah, uh, I just like to say, Wabbits, when are you going to play with me on your main account in threes? I'm just, I'm just waiting. In threes, I don't know. Get back at the champ three because I'm making that push to GC today, <laughs> or not are today, this week. I am. No, he, I'm currently at fourteen seventy. 
Good luck. So we're we're almost there. I've ruined a lot of people's dreams of hitting GC. I think I've oh, taken yeah. away. <laughs> I, for some reason, I keep on winning games when there's an opponent on the team who is at like 15-10, 15-09, something like that. And if they were to win, they would just get GC. And it's like, no, I'm on the other team. We're you're, stopping you're the, that. You're right the, now. what's it called? The uh, the gatekeeper right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the gatekeeper to GC. I, I can't. I'm the, the red skull because <laughs> I may I may lead others to a treasure that I cannot possess, but I also take it away from them. <laughs> they got to work for it. <laughs> they didn't sacrifice enough, apparently. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They got to they gotta give me their, their daughters. That's just, that's it. <laughs> That sounds so much worse than I thought it would. <laughs> okay, we're ending it. That's it. Uh, or give up their best friend's life. Anyway, keep going. Thank you. That's perfect. Um, <laughs> we're ending ending it. Uh, big thank you to all of our patrons. Um, I love every single one of you for supporting us and continuing to allow us to do this. Um, special Comment thanks to... and I oh. love you too. <laughs> wow. Okay. I guess that hasn't been said, so we love you. Um, special thank you to our Roll Call patrons, JYs, Mifa, Paint... Tinchu Barker, Relentless, and Segmopco. Uh, if you want to support us, that's at patreon.com. I don't know what the slash, slash thing is. ASAP Weekly. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's there. Um, it's and, not uh, that confusing. It's, 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 it's not really. Uh, only our YouTube so. is different. Is it really? Actually, no, I guess our Twitter and YouTube is ASAP Weekly Network. But but uh, if, if you just search ASAP Weekly in the Google machine, you will you will find us. It's perfect. Go do that. Um, if you don't want to support us monetarily because you know you don't have the means, which is perfectly reasonable and we understand, um, you can also just tell your friends and Flash likes to see numbers go up. So, or yes, Flash likes to see numbers go up. Zero has evolved past that. Um, yeah. well, zero <laughs> likes seeing zero numbers now. <laughs> that is exactly true. Especially um, on my own team when I'm playing Rocket League. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Master of goose eggs. Um, I think or that's shutouts. Oh, true. Boom. Okay, we're good. Speaking of shoutouts, we're shutting out this podcast. I love every single one of you. Bye. Bye.